The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I mustn't have been paying attention. You're going to dance with me? That music. <laughs> <laughs> going to post some doing sound off before we actually start the show. Listen to some Melbourne Taylor as we do some on-air production. You would think by now I have all this stuff ready, but... I know. What's wrong with Being the sketchy journalist that I am, you know. People... People love this anyway, the song. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Perry's going to do his ringtone for me I when know. I call him. How funny is that? <laughs> I really like that guy. Which pisses off a lot of people. Which makes me like him even more. He works with uh, my nephews at Raytheon. Oh, yeah? And they love him. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All righty. Hi, how you guys doing? Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, it's up Two Guys Smoke Shop here at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And uh, uh, I, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Sketchy journalist Tom Duggan. I don't know if you saw that in the Tribune this week. Somebody called in a, a Sound Off article. You know, it's, it's funny. They started that Sound Off thing in the Tribune like 30 years ago. It didn't make sense then. And it doesn't make sense now. Why you would allow members of the public to hide behind anonymity to throw cheap shots at people in a newspaper oh, yeah. without putting their name on it? It's just it's it violates everything journalism is supposed to be. At the Tribune, keeps doing it. Not journalism. It's entertainment. Well, yeah. I used to love reading those. Yeah, people know. like it, but oh, I mean, yeah. it's not really it's not really anything. At it's all. people. And now, if you want to put your name on it, that'd be one thing. Right, so somebody somebody posted a thing on uh, uh, Sound Off in the Tribune this week that uh, they're all upset that Neil Perry has a weekly show with Tom Duggan in Salem, New Hampshire. Like you know, driving five Whoa. feet over the line that makes it all totally corrupt now, right? And and instead of being on quote MCTV three, he's um, he's on with that sketchy journalist Tom Duggan. <laughs> over there. And they didn't say my name though, because the Tribune no, will never use my name. The they said the sketchy journalist. Um, and then what was the other complaint in that in that sad little thing? Oh, um, the Methuen Police Superior Officers Union is sponsoring the show, and he has to negotiate with them. I mean, you're not talking about utter ignorance. The Methuen Police Superior Officers Union sponsors my show. Right. They're not giving money to Neil Perry. They're no. giving money to me. To sponsor my show. And for those of you who have a hard time with that uh, and think that they do that because I'm in their pocket and all this other stuff that, like, you know, Saber and McCarty like to tell people, uh, the bottom line on that is I'm the only journalist in the Merrimack Valley who has told the friggin' truth when it comes to this police superior officer's contract. The Tribune lied through their teeth in every single story they've written about how much money they were supposed to make on that contract. They, just, they, uh, they took numbers from Tom Kelly that they knew were wrong or should have known were wrong, and they published them anyway. Hmm. And, you know, I, I went and actually looked for, like, real numbers right. and published real numbers, or at least as close as we could get to them. And I'm not skewing my story pro-police pro or anti-police, and they appreciate that. 
They appreciate yeah. that there's somebody out here that's not a Tim Ward, that's not out there looking to make them look bad, who's not you know spewing propaganda, pretending that it's news. They just want someone who's going to tell the truth, and they appreciate that we do that. So, I mean, this has nothing to do with Neil Perry. Neil Perry does a show on... Neil Perry is a guest on my show once a right. month, and they sponsor my show, and he makes no money out of this. So they, this is the typical baloney that you get after every election. The people that didn't vote for the person that got in start sniping about every little petty thing, and they purposely try to mislead people to believe something's going on that isn't going on. Because they hate the guy so much, they want everyone else to hate the guy that much. And we saw it with Zanny, we saw it with Manzi, we saw it with Rivera and Lawrence, we see it with Trump. I mean, you know, there are some people that think, you know, I mean, Trump crossed the street and he didn't use the crosswalk, he's going to be impeached. So, I mean, let's just dial everything back, people. The election is over, Mr. Saber. The election is over. All the people who hated Neil Perry, all the people who voted against Neil Perry, the election's over. Let's now try to move on and hope that Neil Perry's administration coming in can do something good for the city. Even the likes of, what's his name in the West End? Uh, the guy that I'm always giving a hard time to. The guy that lost. Uh, uh, Bill Bryant. Oh. Even Bill Bryant was asked by Neil Perry to be on one of his committees, one of his ad hoc committees, and said yes because he wants to help make Methuen yeah. move forward. But you've always got that. Listen, Neil Perry won by 71% of the vote. That means 29% of the people out there are going to be the loudest voices against him for the next two years. But what's everybody remember, they're 29% of the vote. So at the end of the day, all the sniping and the carping about Jane and Dina Talley is going to take a job and all this other stuff, which we're going to get to today. Um, let's just remember one thing. Let's just remember they lost. It was 29% of the vote that holds that view. A small percentage of that 29% is going to cry and whine and pick on every petty thing that they can. Steve Saber is going to orchestrate all of his things, have his brother get up there like he did this week. We'll talk about that too. Um, and, 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 and make it try to make it difficult and throw roadblocks in Neil Perry's way. I say whether Jen Kinnan had won or Neil Perry had won, I'd be saying the same thing. It's a new administration. Everybody try to get along. Everybody see what the new administration can do. And then if they do something wrong... Then you, then you call them on the carpet for it. Now, we've got a guest today, and we'll talk about our sponsors in a second, but we've got a guest today who's really good at calling people out. <laughs> one of our most popular one guests. Of, I mean, she, she was not only one of our most popular guests, but she helped us get the highest ratings of any debate ever <laughs> when she was debating for the Central District, and we were very, very sad to see her lose that race. Uh, Joyce Campignon is with us. The Methuen City Council, Joyce Campignon is with us. And Good afternoon. Joyce, I have to tell you, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not in the habit of kissing people's asses, but I have to tell you, I've been watching you on the Methuen political scene for about 25 years. There is nobody in Methuen who cares more about our veterans, who has volunteered more of her time to help our veterans, who goes down and runs bean suppers and doesn't get paid for it and volunteers to do turkey cheers for them and goes down to the VFW, the American Legion, and helps them out. And that's one of the reasons why I love Joyce Campagnon, even though we don't always agree. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And I enjoy doing it uh, from the bottom of my heart because those people deserve to be recognized. That's why our country's, you know, we're free today, as free as we want to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of people like from the veterans, uh, whether it's the VFW, American Legion, the Marine Corps, wherever, they fought for us mm -hmm. to make it free, our country free, for our 
uh, stability mm -hmm. in our lives. So you can't forget them, and they should be always recognized. And uh, that's the way I feel because my husband's family went through a big loss. Your husband's you know? family, I don't think most people realize it. They were the Campagnon brothers, right? Right. Camping, the three brothers that, that died. killed in World War II. Right, three brothers, they died. Right. And because of that, they actually changed the rules for enlistments that brothers can't serve, the members of the immediate family can't serve together like on the same that, ship right. and all that. And there's actually been books written about it. Yes. Right. There was the movie. Right, yeah. Ryan's... Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In fact, the TV... Uh, Channels came down to our house to uh, go over paperwork oh, no that kidding. we had, yeah, oh, that's and the great. pictures and all the uh, uh, paper clips, you know, paper clippings that we had, yep. and the tele uh, telegrams that we had wow. from the president and senators, right. and, and then they named the common in Lawrence, after right? The Campagnon yeah. Common, right? So it was a big. So now, how was you your husband related to them? Is it that's his, his uncles? uncles? Okay, his yeah, uncles, his right. dad's brothers. Okay. Uh, and his dad was in the service at the time. Oh, no kidding. And they had to... What branch? Army. Um, we won't hold that against him. No. <laughs> in fact... Um, I'm a little partial to the Navy and the Marines yeah. myself, but we won't hold that against him. And I believe at that time it was uh, Senator Lane uh -huh. that fought to, uh, to try to find my father-in-law at the time. Wow. To get him home because of the three brothers that got killed. So you've been sitting on the city council now. You were you were running for your third term, right? Or your second term? What were you second. running for? You're running for your second term in the central district. But yes. you've been on the city council. You were on the school committee. Right. You, were, you were at large. You were at East District Councilor, right. and then you were you on the Volk School Board at one no. point? No, I mean, I think you've been no. on every board in the city, right? <laughs> I'm not that one. And one of the things that that angers a lot of people in Methuen, and they keep calling for term limits, is because yeah. they don't want the same people bouncing from board to board to board. However. A lot of the times that you ran, I went back and I looked up some of the uh, election results. A lot of the times that you ran, you ran basically unopposed. Yes. And when people complain about term limits and complain about the same people bouncing from board to board, they're not considering the fact that so few people are running for these jobs. Well, this present, pa this past election, uh, there were, I believe it was on the vocational school that there wasn't enough running that. They had it. Uh, there was write-ins. Sticker campaigns. Yeah. Sticker. And Jessica yeah. Finicaro herself won a seat. Won a seat on that board running right, the stickers. Right. right? Yeah. So there's so few people that are running for these jobs. Like term limit sounds good, but when you look at the pool of talent that's running for these jobs, or the lack of talent that's running for these jobs, the lack of people running for these jobs, and you start imposing term limits, you end up having empty seats. Even on the, on the right. forget the vote, look at the Methuen School Committee. Yes, yes. With all of the controversy over the last two years about Judy right. Scano and the $4 million, you had five people running for six seats. That's a disgrace. Yeah, and then, then you add term limits on top of it. You, you're basically disqualifying good people who might want to serve right. simply because they've, they've been there for a certain, a random amount of time. Right, right, right. So I'm glad that you are someone who has stepped up and served, although I have not always agreed with you. Likewise, there, there are times it's a two-way street. There's so. been times when I'm watching the meetings live <laughs> on my podcast and I'm screaming and throwing crumpled pieces of paper at the TV. And I like, know. What is she doing over there? Was she crazy? <laughs> um, but I know that what you're doing is it comes from the heart. And you, you truly, unlike some people, you truly are trying to do what you believe is right. right. And you're not, trying to, you're not trying to screw people, but like you, you're not... You're not manipulating things to be against the person because they're the ones that made the motion. You no. just kind of, I mean, there were times when you're, when you were with the Jujuga administration, 
when you thought they were right. There were times when you were very much against what they were right. trying to do because you thought that they were wrong. Yeah. And there were times when you thought Jen Kinnan was doing a great job and you voted with her. And other times when you weren't, didn't really hold that right. opinion and you voted against yeah. what she wanted. And so how has it been for you going through all of this turmoil, especially the last two years, the police contract, the school, uh, uh, $4 million in the, de- in the red, the lying about how much money is or isn't in the school budget, all of these things, like you took office and it was just like mayhem from the second you took in. It was, and uh, I was not part of the uh, police contract, even though I had um, some of my opponents saying that I voted on it. Well, right, right. I, w- I wasn't there, so I don't know how they thought I voted on it, but so be it. Uh, I know in my heart and in my mind, and I know the majority of the people out there know and knew that I wasn't on there, so how could I have voted? And I just think it was very unfortunate that that happened. And uh, I'm grateful to the people that stepped up to the plate to uh, put the brakes on so we could uh, sit down and try to resolve this. Not that it's resolved yet, please, but hopefully it will be. And uh, I have faith in the administration that, you know, something will come of it. And I had faith in our last administration that I was part of, but we were not given the opportunity to, you know, every time we try to sit down, there was always chaos right, or something. Right. So. Now, at one point, Jessica Finnecaro wanted, Councilor Finnecaro wanted to, I love her so much, um, she wanted to have some kind of a working group between we tried. the police and the mayor's office and it the council about- and the other councilors said no. What did you think about that? No, I wanted that. You wanted that. Because at one time I was the, um, oh, excuse me, the, uh, the chairman, uh, Jen Canan, had me uh, sit in on the police uh, negotiations as a representative. And we tried, but it wasn't, a, you know, I didn't have a vote on it, right. so it wasn't up to me. But I think that would have helped great, greatly if we did sit down at the table. Mm-hmm. And now, what, what, do, what do you think overall about this police contract? I mean, it was a debacle from day one. I think we should have started from square one. Yeah, and, and just throw everything out and sit down again. And, right, if that was possible, mm-hmm. because you you have to follow with the unions also. Right. So, and I would think and hope that the unions would have agreed. And at one time I thought they did, and then it just fell apart. Right. So uh, I still have faith that something will, uh, you know, come about. Well, we have some breaking news for those who are watching us live. Yeah. And uh, I got a text just before we went online, which is one of the reasons why we were a little late, that the city of Methuen, uh, the Juga administration, has asked for another postponement. They were supposed to have arbitration two days ago or three days ago, whatever it was. Because uh, I never sleep. I have no idea what day it is anymore. Um, and they asked for a postponement. It's going to be March, I think, 10th, 11th, and 12th, which now pushes it into the Perry administration. Now it gives Neil Perry an opportunity to now take this bull by the horns at, between January when he takes office and the time it goes to arbitration to maybe settle it so we don't have to go that route. But in all due respect to uh, Mayor-elect mm-hmm. Perry, uh, he's coming in and getting getting this you know, dumped on them. Right. And I don't mean that sarcastically dumped, but this administration that's going out has all the um, information, has all, you know, documentation, not saying that Neil won't, right? but 
It's just too bad that this administration in the police department could not come to an agreement before the end of, of the year. I agree. And I just feel bad but for But this administration really has done nothing for the last two years. I mean, really, I mean, they've done so little. I mean, I shouldn't important. say nothing. I'm sure they did something. Yeah. But I mean, the police contract, that's important. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't mean that money-wise. I mean that with the um, people out there, you know, that they need to know that the police are there, they're being, um, you know, they're doing their job, they're uh, supporting and uh, securing our community. So I would never want the people to think that, because there's no contract in that, that the police aren't doing their job. They most certainly are. And it's something that's very important, just like with the fire department. I mean, school department, you can't let those departments fall apart. Right. I mean, that's the, uh, you know, the uh, security of your community. Right. So I just think it's something that it's too bad that it's gone on this long. And again, if you don't mind. Tom, no, no, listen, you, uh, it's, your, it's your show for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> I was not on that committee, even though some people that ran... In this yeah, we don't want to say election. we don't want to say which DJ Deep that was. But no, uh, that I was there, but I was not. And may, oh, you know, I wish I was there. Maybe I could have put some input. I'm not right. saying I could have well, resolved you probably, the whole you, you thing. You probably would have actually read the contract. Yeah, before I you mean, voted on it. And right. I think one of the biggest problems that we have is that none of those counselors read the contract. I don't care what they say. None of them read the contract because if they'd read the contract, they would have read what I read which is that the stacking provisions were there. They were in that contract. In all due respect, you had some counselors that could not uh, talk about it or discuss it. So in all due respect to those counselors, you can't put them in the mix. But they did vote on it. No. No, they did. No, no, I, because I of the know. Rule of necessity, right? And that's another thing. But so, if you're going to vote down. on it, you need to read what you're voting on. Yeah. I mean, I no, sat on the so. I sat on the school yeah. committee in Lawrence, and I can't tell you how many times I voted no or present because they they buried us with 30 pages of a yeah. document before a meeting. So, and I, said, I don't have time to read this now. I'm going to have a meeting starts yeah. in 20 minutes, so I'd vote no or I'd vote present. But they all voted yes, and they didn't have to vote yes. They could have voted no or present, right? But right. they still voted yes, and they didn't read it. And I think if you had been there, you probably would have read it. Yeah, either that, I would charter have objected. Charter objected again. <laughs> she loves to charter object. I was screaming well, one night when you charter objected, the night that they were trying to force Tom Kelly to give the names of the councils that he spoke to. And they were, I think they were about to maybe get the names, and you jumped up and charter objected. I was so mad. No. Because I really wanted those names. We still want those names. But let me tell you, those names were never brought up to the floor or anything. Right. It was hearsay, Tom. Right. So would you want me to throw your name out there if there was no truth if it, to Well, it? if it was true, yes. Yeah, all right, but who was going to say that it, it was Tom Kelly there? was going to say the three councils he spoke to. Two. On the two council, I still think it was three, but yeah, okay, we'll okay, go with two. Yes. One time it was two, one time it was right, three. You're yeah. right. But I you, were never, you, you weren't that, he never told you. No. Okay. No. So I still think when that happened and you charter objected, I was so mad because as a member of the public and a member of the press, I want transparency. But I, I want to know who those, sure. con- who those counselors were. I wanted to double check to make sure before we threw someone's name out there right. in, into the mix. So who, who were the three counselors? You can tell us. We won't tell Who anybody. Was, oh, yeah, it's on the radio. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I believe, well, I'll tell you who I believe it yeah, was. Yeah, please do. It was Jamie Atkinson. Yep. Uh, 
fountain. Yeah. And I understand someone did say after that George Kazanjian was right, in there. Right. I don't know if that's true, and that's why. I mean, who am I to throw someone's name out right, there? Right. But those are the three names that were out there. And my thing is, you can't blame somebody for something if you don't know if it's true. Right. So, but those were the. But three Tom names. Kelly could have come forward and said who those three people, two or three people were. And you know the the fact that he hid behind, and it was so bogus and legally. And he gave, he did, he gave his word. So I mean, his word. If it was you, you'd say, "Well, thank God he didn't give my name out there." Right. So the guy was trying to be keeping his word that right. he would not give those names out. I mean, it's over with now, so right. uh, so be it. We still want to know, though. No, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> I just told you. Right. But anyhow, in all due respect to Tom, if someone told me something, mm-hmm. and it wasn't done in a meeting, it wasn't done part of, you know, uh, negotiations or anything, it was out of conversation. Right. So that's another factor. But you don't, you realize, don't you realize, don't you think that, He's a public employee. He works for the public. The counselors are public employees. They work for the public. If a public employee tells but, his bosses, the public employees, something, and it turns out... Either- but it wasn't part of a negotiation. It was just out of... Mm-hmm. They weren't even in town hall, okay? Let me say that to mm-hmm. you. But it never should have came out... If you're not going to finish the story, don't start it. Okay. All right? I agree with you. Right. I agree with you. Oh boy! <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you didn't think I'd agree with? No, no. I mean, I I understand where Tom was coming from. Yeah. Because I think you should have been fired. I think you should have been no. fired on the spot. When your no. boss orders you to it, do something and you refuse to do it, I own a newspaper. If one, if I say to one of my drivers, "Listen, I need a list of all the extra stops that you made yeah. this week," and he says, "No, I'm not going to give it to you," you're effing fired. I mean, you work for me. I gave you a directive, and you said no. You're out the door. And this guy got a platinum parachute, and he never and he never complied with what the council wanted on this issue because yes. it wasn't part of a council. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone can make the fight either way, right. you know. Right. But just like with you, if I asked you something, you said, "Oh no, I was told in strict confidence." Right. Really? No, no, you're well, right. Listen, I'm, not, I, I, I'm in the right? biz- I'm in the business yeah. of keeping secrets. So, am I, okay. So, am I going to listen to your show, or am I going to go out there and try to destroy you because you won't tell me the truth? Right. You would never do that. No, no, I'm just look, saying. Look at, all the, look, look at all these nice cookies that she brought me, and she put a little bow on. You know how much I, time it must have taken her to put this bow I on? I didn't. No, I didn't. The the bakery did. So I'm trying I'm to give. Be, I'm trying to give her credit, but I'm not going to take it unless it's due me. That's what I love about Joyce. Joyce is the best. I want to thank our advertisers, Climate Design Systems. We love Nina over Climate Design Systems. If you have a uh, if you have a uh, uh, HVAC. Uh, need now that it's getting really cold, you might have a heating problem. Give uh, Climate Design Systems a call. Uh, AFC Urgent Care in Methuen and North Andover. We love Lisa Williams. She does an awful lot for the community. And uh, if you if you're not feeling well, don't go to Holy Fatal. Don't go to don't go to Holy, Holy Family. Wait four hours in the emergency room, especially since they threw out the Valley Patriot. We used to deliver there. They threw us out. And so now, now oh, you must have done something wrong. No, they threw all the newspapers out. They oh, said really? we don't have the staff to go around and pick them up when people leave them around. I'm like, you do employ janitors, right? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, it's just the way we want it. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So AFC, they've never done anything for us anyway, at Holy Family. So we love AFC Urgent Care. She does so much for us, and she does a lot for the kids in the community. Marku Towing, our buddy Jason Marku was at the TMF family dinner last night for the homeless and uh, donated uh, hot chocolate and keeps begging me not to thank him. Uh, publicly because he says, you know, that's not why I do it. 
That's why we want He's to thank. That's guy. why you want to thank someone publicly. Good family. I always want to thank people who are doing things and don't want the credit. Um, the Police Superior Officers Union, who sponsors this show, not Neil Perry, for those of you who read the <laughs> Tribune. Um, uh, uh, they hopefully, we'll be able to have that straightened out in uh, January, February with the new mayor, McLennan, McLennan and Company, Century yep. Twenty One. We love them. Buy a house from these people. They help us. They do a lot for the community. They do. And of course, Marsan and Son Construction. Uh, contractors, if you, you know, now that, uh, again, it's, it's, it's wintertime, you might have problems with your roof, you might need to put in insulation, give them a call, we'd appreciate that. And excuse me, Tom, yes, talk dear. about someone that loves the veterans. Oh, well, Ronnie Moss and his oh wife are the God. best. He'll Diane's do awesome. anything yeah. for the veterans, him and his wife, yeah. in, in his business. He should have run always, for mayor. He should have run for mayor. He's always there for the veterans yeah. also. I'm, so. I'm hoping that Ronnie's going to run in the East End in, in two years and run against Steve Saber and kick his ass. That's what I'm hoping. Because, listen, I supported, Neil, uh, I supported uh, uh, Steve Saber when he first ran. Yeah. We all thought, because I worked at Bishop's, I knew the Saber family, right. I knew the Bashara right. family, yeah. and I thought, th- and this is a guy who's a small businessman, he's a conservative, I think he's a Republican, but if not, he's at least a conservative. And I talked to him a couple of times when he first ran, and I thought, not only is this guy going to be a good counselor, but in a few years, this guy could be a great mayor. And then he spent the last two years just being an obstructionist and, and, and orchestrating all these fake scandals, having his brother get up at city council meetings and trying oh, to lay the groundwork so he could do, uh, yeah, come on, please, come we don't, on. We're, we're not dumb, we know what's yeah. going on. Oh. And, and, you know, all the stuff he with, was the, an on, with the... He's an honest guy, Steve. He has, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has his beliefs and we have ours. Yeah. You know. I mean, come on, Tom. All right. Was it? You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> I don't think any any worse of you for being wrong. <laughs> uh, but you, but I didn't say I was wrong. I said no. I said you were wrong. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Okay. All right. Well, you listen. Were. Who are we to judge people? I, I I'm a, I'm a member of the press. It's my job. <laughs> my job is to judge people. That's what I'm supposed Do to be doing. You want us to here. judge you? Come on. Now. Listen, I get judged every day. Pick up the Tribune. That's listen true. to Tim Wood. Listen to. What Saber says behind my back. The difference is, I say publicly oh, right, what I think right. about Steve Saber. He says it behind my back. He doesn't have the balls to come on this show and say it to my face. That? Oh, absolutely. Well, listen. Oh, this is a very this political game is a very small business. There's a very few number of people that are involved in it. I've got friends that are friends with him. I have friends that are friends with with, uh, with uh, McCarty. I have friends that are friends with. Uh, DJ Deep, DJ Burger. We all have mutual yeah, friends. Even if true. even if we don't like each other, we still right, have mutual friends. Right. I hear everything. I hear everything. I know exactly what he says about me behind my back. I know exactly what other. I'll give Jim McCarty credit for one thing. He says it to my face. He, he, he's not someone that says to my face, "Tom, you're a great guy. I yeah. love the paper." And then behind my back, cuts me up. He tells me to my face what he thinks, even though I don't like what he's saying. I truly admire that he's that he's. He's the got the balls to say. Anybody. Listen, I'm I'm all for yeah. transparency. The guy says it to my face, Neil uh, uh, Steve Saber doesn't do it, and you know that whole thing with him trying to have my show taken off the air and everything else. You know that was uh, as far as I was good. He had a lot of balls to show that. up here during the debate, during the mayor's debate, after he tried to have my show taken off the air. I mean, I he's taking it. Ad- he's taking advantage. He comes in to take advantage of the entertainment that I'm providing on a show he tried to have stopped. So I mean. You know, to me, that oh, takes that takes a lot that. of balls, if yeah. you ask me. You're not in a good it's way, either. It's a free, free country. You Listen, absolutely. Be, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's free yeah. to hate me. No, no. I'm He's... saying in your show, you're free to have your show. Right, right. Whatever way 
you feel fit. Sure, and he's free yeah. to listen. He's free to not like me. That's that's fine oh, yeah. with me. It's America. My my uh, my beef is you know have the balls to come on and say it to me. Yeah. You know because I don't hide what I feel about anybody. I say what yeah. I think. And you always have. Yeah, and some people love it and some people hate it, but at least you know where I'm coming from yeah. at all times. Yeah. Nobody ever has to wonder, gee, I wonder what Tom thinks of that. Because, you know, just you go t- on Facebook. And Tom, I love it. It's entertaining. It is entertaining, yeah. right? <laughs> but so few people will just say what yeah. they think. Yeah. So we have um, an issue that has come up, Joyce. Yes. And it came up because you're still on the council now for at least another couple of weeks. And that is uh, Steve Saber had his brother get up and and uh, and Mr. Hafferton, who works on his worked on his campaign or was a campaign supporter, got up and started in a vague way. They didn't want to mention the name because you know they, they didn't want to be transparent about anything. But what they were complaining about was the rumor that Jana Dinatelli, who sits on the school committee, mm-hmm. she didn't run for re-election, so in right. January she's off. That she might become the new chief of staff for the incoming mayor, Neil Perry. Mm-hmm. And because they can't just let the election go, they, they're complaining and they're trying to throw roadblocks in Neil's way by saying that the charter doesn't allow someone to go from the school committee to be chief of staff of, of the mayor, that there's a one-year cooling off period. But I actually have um, the charter here, and I also have here, and I'd love to have your, your view on this, I also have here an opinion by formerly Copelman and Page. They had to change their name because they were involved in all kinds of scurrilous stuff. Now they're KP Law. Uh, in my opinion, this is from Darren Klein of KP Law uh, to Mr. Perry. And thank you to the person who shared this with me. It was not Mr. Perry. Um, you've requested a legal opinion regarding whether or not school committee members whose term is expiring in December of 2019 could be appointed to the mayor's chief of staff effective January 2020. In my opinion, an individual whose term on the school committee has expired can then be appointed as the mayor's chief of staff and further that one year, the one year employment uh, appointment prohibition, the cooling off period, only applies to city positions that fall under the jurisdiction of the school committee. For example, she couldn't take a job as, the, as a school administrator, a teacher, a paraprofessional, etc., Quote, since the mayor's chief of staff is not under the jurisdiction of the school committee, an individual could be appointed to such position once their term in the school committee expires. Now, that's the way I read the the, uh, charter, because the purpose of this law is you don't want someone in the school committee like what happened with the city council with Atkinson and Fountain. You don't want them creating a job for themselves and then taking the job, Right. right? And so she's going from the school committee to being not on the school committee, not an elected official, to being the mayor's chief of staff, and you've got guys like Jim McCarty in the Tribune calling that corruption. I'm a little confused as to how that's corrupt. Well, um, I know what you're saying, you know, what's in the charter, but... um, I mean, shouldn't shouldn't the mayor be able to have who he wants? I believe so. Uh, I would think, um, you know... She's much less animated on this than when we were off the air. <laughs> no, no. What I what I feel is he should be able to have who he wants mm. in there, but we all should have to follow the same rules. Right. So what you said about Fountain and Jamie Atkinson, they sent in for a home rule petition. Right. So maybe Neil could do the same thing. Okay. Well, he doesn't have to because according to the charter, it says she's not getting a job in the schools. Right. She's getting a job in his office. And And it's not a created job. No, it's a job that still exists, right? No, I know. And take the names away. Mm -hmm. And maybe uh, 
people should look at it as he's the mayor and he should be able to bring in who he wants right. to be his second in command. Right. You want someone that you can trust, that knows the job, and that know you know the ins and outs. It's going to be courteous to the people and and be there, very responsive. Right. So, uh, like, I it's not a city job. It's in the. It is a city job. Right. You're getting paid by the by the city. By the city, but you're in the mayor's office right. under his discretion. And the minute he's the, gone, you're gone you're too. Gone it's too. not like you stick around right. for the next mayor. It's like not the a, others are still here. Right. It's not like a union job. Right. 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 Where you stay, you right. know, where you're vested you're in You're only else. there until he's as long as he's there, you're there. Right. Right. Unless he wants so to. So why get do you think why do you think that the the councillors and I was so I was so baffled by this, because I'm watching the meeting and you were sitting there. Uh, why do you think the councilors would address something that A, was only a rumor, no, B, they, was not on the agenda? I mean, it, We were told he was going to come to address the council. Mm-hmm. And from what I, I heard, he was told not to come. So our chairman was good enough to put it out there for us for discussion so we'd know because she thought he was going to be there. Right. So in all due respect to her, she was only trying to well, it was brought up. It, it was brought up by Steve Saber's brother who got up a public no, but participation. This was, but this was before we knew. I mean, the, the uh, chairman had been notified. Mm-hmm. So she was waiting for him to show up at the meeting. So, honest to God, that's the truth. I just don't understand why they why they talked about something that was only a rumor that because was not on the agenda. No, he was spo- She was asked to to uh, put it on there to discuss it, but it wasn't she on was, the agenda. It wasn't we physically gonna, on the agenda. We were going to uh, amend the agenda to put it there because she was asked to. So she was only trying to fulfill their request, and then no one showed up. Right. So, in all due respect to her, uh, Tom, that's. Well, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming no, no, Jen. I'm no, blaming no, the whole. Com- I'm blaming no. the whole council. That we were told. That's Hamilton, why Hamilton was the only one that said, "Wait a minute, this is a rumor. It's not on the agenda. Why are we even talking about?" Because this? she got a she got a uh, an email saying to put it there. Mm. So, in all due respect to to our. Do chairman, we know who that email came from? I'd like to I know that. She would. I would contact contact the chairman. I think she's probably mad at me. I don't think she'd want to talk to no, me. No, well, point. I'm sure she'd want. to I love Jen Kinnan, but I'm not too sure she loves. Yeah, but Jen doesn't like it when people are out there not saying the truth. She wants the truth to be known. Right. So That's the one thing that I've always liked about Jen. She wants the truth to be known, and she was asked for that. So that I will tell you. I, I think whether whether Neil Perry hires Gina, Dina Talley or he doesn't, it should be up to him. The law is very clear. I don't yep. know where Ricky D'Agostino got that opinion that he that he put out. I, I just, I don't, I don't. Through the state. I've known him since I was 12 years yep. old. He's one of the guys that I've always tried to protect. And I don't understand why he went that way, because you well, don't. Well, he need- has to say what the state said to him. Right. Well, that the- was his. That was the answer he got. Right. But so when I spoke to the state, they said the exact opposite. Well, yeah, listen, I've dealt with the state, and I'm sure you have too. You could talk to the same person 15 minutes apart, and you're going to get two different, <laughs> two different answers. answers. So let's not let's not go there. I'm still I trying d- to figure <laughs> out how. I'm still trying to figure out how Jim McCarty gets corruption. And that's what he said in the Tribune, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give the Tribune the benefit of the doubt. They get his quote right. Corruption on for, what? That if Jane Dinatelli takes this job, it just furthers the corruption. Uh, and I'm like, well, where's the corruption? She's yeah. on the school committee. She's gonna be the mayor's chief of staff. She would corrupt anything, right? And she's a lawyer now. You're calling right. her integrity into question as a lawyer. That's some dicey stuff, yeah. I think. You know? Yeah, I don't. Maybe he just used the wrong word. I just, or... I just wish that you know, Jim McCartney's kind of a funny guy. You want to like him so much. 
because you watch him and 50% of the time he's dead on right. Like he comes, sometimes he says stuff and you go, you know, I don't want to like what he just said, but he's totally right. And then the other 50% of the time, you know, it's just political bullshit and you just go like, you want to like him. And then he does that and you go, ah, so like, you know, he does do his homework. He does his, and he's a smart kid. Yeah. He's a very smart kid. And I think he's and probably going to go, yeah. he's going to go very far in this business, yeah. I think. Someday he'll run for state senate, state representative. He'll probably win. He's a very smart kid. I actually, I want to like him. There's parts of me that won't let me like him, but I really want to. And I'm hoping that's going to change. I'm hoping that's going to, that's going to. But he's not going to sway his, his thoughts for anybody. I don't know. I think he uh, sways his thoughts a lot for Steve Saber, but that's just my, my take. Oh, no, I, I think disagree he, I, with I think that. he and Steve go, they, they orchestrate things together far too much. But let's see. Let's okay. see what happens. You yeah, know, we'll I, keep an eye on I'd it. Like but to, I don't. I don't agree with that. I I'd like. I'd like to see when the new council takes office and the new mayor takes office. I'd love to see Jim McCarty when he thinks Neil Perry's right about something, just vote yes. Yeah. And when he thinks he's wrong about something, just vote no, and not be throwing roadblocks out and not playing games, political games. And and if I see that, then he'll end up. You know, we do our heroes and bozos of the right. year at the end of right. every year. He'll, he'll get a hero for next year. <laughs> um, we were hoping he was going to write for us. And we offered him to write for us because, um, you know, he has constantly told people that we're not fair in the Valley Patriot. And I'm, not, I'm nothing if I'm not fair. And I, and I approached him and said, look, if you think I'm not fair, if you think I'm only telling one side, why don't you write your own column? Yeah. We won't change a word of what you write. If it's too long, we'll send it back to you. You can change it so it says what you want it to say. And you can get your message out. And, and then the Valley Patriot will be hopefully fair in your eyes that we're getting, you know, the – your side out right, or the other right. side, and he has uh, respectfully declined. So I don't want to hear any more crying about the fact that the Valley Patriots <laughs> not fair when you were given the opportunity to do that. Yeah. That's all. I understand. So, I agree. Who are you going to miss the most? You've been on the school committee and the city council and all this, and you've kind of stepped out now. You're stepping out now. Who are you going to miss the most? Seems like you and George had a really good relationship. Oh, we did. Uh, you mean council? Yeah. I'm going to miss the the. Uh, interaction with the uh, my constituents. Yeah, like when the I'm sure problem. they're still going to call you though. I hope stuff. they do. Yeah, I will never hang up on them. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'll always be there to try to help them. You know what I'm I'm amazed at is that I call very few people at home, but I don't think you have a cell phone. So I have your cell. I have your home number, and I call. And you're always there. Like, you always, your husband or you always pick up the phone. Yeah. And I say, can I talk to Joyce? Yep, she's right here. And I get you right on the phone. Other people have got to call their cell phones five times and send them 20 messages, <laughs> text messages. And then maybe a couple of days later, I get a phone call back. You're always, like, right there. My husband's the best secretary. Writes everything down, the numbers, and he makes sure I call. <laughs> that I call. But I've never there. called you and had you not be there, no. which is, I think is great. So No, uh, I just enjoy. And you know what? The... the uh, the pay is not, you know, that's a, another issue. The pay is nothing. But it's the accomplishments that mean so much. When you accomplish getting someone street paved or sewage, uh, sewage uh, installed for them or snow removal, mm -hmm. to me, that's a better uh, pay. The constituent services stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So would you, would you ever think of running for something higher? Would you ever think of running for, like, state rep or, or mayor not or state old. senate or... Never too old. too old. Are you oh, kidding? Donald Trump's in his 70s. What are you? You're 51, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> the prettiest, no. prettiest, prettiest woman on the, on the city council, I, I just, say. I enjoy helping the people. I really do. Yeah. And they deserve it, you know? Because sometimes they don't know who to call or what department. and So they, they need a little uh, guidance. 
What is, what is one of your proudest accomplishments besides the constituent services stuff? What is what, what do you think, having been on the school committee, the city council a couple of times, bouncing getting back our and forth, schools renovated, yeah, building the CGS school. Oh yeah, that was in the library. We yeah. renovated the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are big accomplishments. What are some of the things that you're not going to miss? Uh, the criticism. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to be better about that. <laughs> yeah, because someone will, you know, they'll say, oh, um, like you take a vote and they don't agree, and that's fine. Not everyone's going to agree. Right. I mean, you know. And but you never uh, seem to take anything personal. When someone votes against one of your proposals or whatever, right. you, you that's tend to not take it personal. That's their prerogative. And you tend not to make it personal, too, which I no. think is good. I feel we leave the business of the community at the desk, mm-hmm. and we would after the adjournment, we get up and we can still be friends out. Right. You know. Although, I, although I have to say, in fairness, though, um, I watched. I watched every meeting. Yeah. And when Jessica is talking, you're rolling your eyes and you're and you're giving her dirty looks. Not and I'm dirty, like, only do these two not like each other? I'm wondering. Oh no. She's a she's a lovely, lovely person, Jessica, yeah. and I mean that. I really do. My thing is, Jessica will go to the extreme as far as I can ask you a question and you're going to give the answer. Right. She's going to ask the same question, but only she wants it more of in detail, like mm-hmm. dot the I's, cross the T's. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be done, but some some of the discussion, it's not for the floor, if you know what I mean. Go into the office, if it's with the mayor, DPW, or whatever, and sit down with the person mm-hmm. and iron this out. Mm-hmm. Don't bring it to to the meeting unless you've gone to the office and stuff and nothing's being done. Then I say, put it out on the floor. How old? How she's old? very particular on what kind of an answer she gets. And that's her prerogative. Right. You know? But when I'm rolling the eyes at something, it's only like, well, we're going to be here till 2 in the morning. I've got to watch Wheel of Fortune. No, no. <laughs> no, it's like it go, I've been there until 1 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. on the. On, with the old and that's got to be tough because you miss Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> that, listen, I took I got elected to represent the people, and that comes first. All right. So now, do you DVR or, or VCR the Wheel of Fortune and all that? Nah. All your shows? No. Nah. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I know. So, so, I'm going to give you a hard time too. I love so, that. I love you know, that. Really, I, love I think that. everyone. Whenever you get sick of Tom, unplug your computer. You know well, that's right. Just turn it off. Just just stop listening to me. I hit delete. A lot of people. A lot of people have done that. So now you worked for the last two years. You worked on the city council, and you had to deal with a mayor who, when he did show up, was yelling and screaming and pounding his fist. And then after that, you just I told him to take his lollipops and go home. <laughs> That's all. And then and then he did. He stopped showing up yeah. and he stopped answering questions. Right. What was it like working with the Juga administration for the last two years? Was it was it really as tough well, as it I'm looked? Well, I'm going to tell you. No, I have to say, Paul Fahey, he was wonderful. Yeah. Really, and I felt bad for him at times because, myself included, we could be attacking him, but he's not the man. Right, he's really the man. You know, so he's getting the punches. Uh, for someone that's sitting at home. Right. And that I didn't think that was fair. Yeah. I, I really didn't. You know, Did I, you, I wanted Jimmy, Jimmy there so I could attack him. Yeah, I wanted him there too because I wanted to watch you attack him, and then I could take the clips and bring him into <laughs> my show. But you know what? I could, I could argue with him on that. And once we left the floor, so I, you have to respect the position, right? You do. And a very smart man, very smart man. 
Fahey or? Uh, both, really. Okay. Uh, but the mayor had his own way of thinking and doing things, and sometimes I didn't agree with that. The people wanted and should have the answers right. to their questions. And to me, that's number one. The constituents are the ones that are moving this uh, city forward. Right. I know the you know administration, elected officials are, but the the constituents are the ones that are paying most of the bills. Right. So. With with the with the separation of powers, the council has certain powers. The mayor's office has certain powers. Was it frustrating for you that sometimes councilors would try to micromanage? Some, the, yes, I yes. mean, I watch those meetings Not sometimes. Not even just and, this council. I'm talking about previous right, councils. Yeah. And it was, they were always, always trying to micromanage. Right. I and mean, I don't think that's right. At one point, I actually had to defend Jim Jajuga, believe it or not. Not even, excuse me. Because the council's yeah. Right. But I'm talking about DPW. I'm talking about the school department, mm -hmm. the accounting department. They wanted their nose in everything and micromanage. Well, why do we have these people there? Right. Now you're saying you know more than the ones in charge. Right. The council's supposed to be part-time legislators. Yeah. And they're not supposed to be interfering with the day-to-day -day operations. Yeah, right. And as much as I didn't like Jim DeJuga as mayor, there were times when I was forced to defend. I actually had to write an editorial defending him huh? because certain councils were blaming him for stuff that they themselves had done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. These councils, they're the ones that did this. Like with the with the Santa parade, yeah. they cut the money for the Santa parade, and then they were trying to blame Jim Jajuga for having no police for the Santa parade, yeah. or that they, was going to have no police for the Santa right, parade. It actually right. ended up did happening. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there going, son of a bitch, I now have to defend Jim Jajuga? <laughs> and I did, because that's my job, right? Yeah. Um, but it was, it's awfully frustrating to watch part-time colleges. It happens in every community. Lawrence, oh, yeah, absolutely. And watch the micromanaging, and it's just so – I'm hoping that that doesn't happen with the new with the new. It will. New. You think, sure. Do you think so? It's just the nature of the job, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, really. So um, we have about, what, 15 minutes left. So that's that's good. Talk about some of the things that, while you've been on the council and, and bounced from, from different committees, some of the things that have come up that you wish you could have resolved or things that you wish you could have gotten accomplished that you didn't, just for whatever reason, didn't get a chance to do. The whole uh, thing is with the budgets. All, you know, it's nice to have all the money you need. But it's just impossible. Right. And trying to put the most important things first, well, there's always differences there. What's more important? Mm -hmm. So, How about um, just pay, cut the school department budget in half and give all that money to the cops? Because <laughs> that's what I would do. No, you can't. Look, I'm probably the only person in the world who thinks these guys deserve the $350,000 that the Tribune pretended that they did. Can we take a break? Uh, can we take a, can we take like a 30 second break? Do you still have that, uh, Perez funeral oh. ad ready? <laughs> we're going to take a very quick break and then, and then we're going to come back ready. for the last 15 minutes of the show, uh, here on the paying attention podcast. I want to thank our sponsors, AFC urgent care, uh, where I had them here a second ago, uh, Marsan and son construction, Methuen police period officers union, uh, climate design systems and McLennan and company century 21. We'll be back in about 30 seconds here on Paying Attention on the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, it's up to you guys. Smoke Shop here at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe.
If while I'm driving around Lawrence, I get shot and killed, make sure you get my body to Perez Funeral Home because we do business with the people who do business with us. And he's on South Broadway. With the, it's the old Scott Funeral Home. If, you were, if you're an old-time Lawrence resident, it's the old Scott Funeral Home on, on South Broadway. Perez Funeral Home at 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. Um, you can, they do crematory services. They do all the stuff that they're supposed to do, right? And uh, Mike's a, a big fan of the show. He followed us when we go live. He's an advertiser now in the print edition of the paper, and he's now sponsoring this program. Perez Funeral Home and Crematory Services, 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. We appreciate him. recorded in front of a Alrighty. All right. Well, well, How you been? Well, welcome back. Joyce Campagnon had to uh, run into the little girl's room, so uh, we only had like 10 minutes left. I was hoping she could hold it, but she couldn't. So no. she'll, be, she'll be back with us in a couple of seconds. One of the things I like about Joyce... Um, is that she just blurts out whatever she's thinking, she's which is go- she's which gone, is, which is awesome. She she definitely had, and we tried really hard. I tried really hard to pull some audio clips of Joyce um, during the debates. She had some of the best lines. She absolutely did. The best line of all the debates was when DJ Deeb said to her, uh, "Joyce, do you believe in in raising taxes?" And she said, "No." Well, you know, it's a general question, and he said, "Well, then, how come you had to? How come you voted twice to increase taxes? Because we had to pay for your school bill." <laughs> and and we we're roaring here, and he's going, "That's not true. That's not true." But it doesn't matter if it's true. It was such a great line. Yeah, it doesn't you know? matter at that point. So I, I'm sad that Joyce didn't win. Um, she is uh, is leaving the city council come January. She was defeated by Jim McCarty, who topped the ticket in that central mm-hmm. district. And Joel Ferretra, who won, I think, by like 19, 18 votes. Yeah. And one of the things people don't understand about, about math when it comes to elections is that the number is never the number. So what do I mean by that? It means if Joel wins by 18 votes, that means he really won by 10. Because if you take 10 yeah. votes away from him and you give it to the other person, he loses by one vote. So it's always half plus one. Right. Right. So you lose by, you, you win by 18, you really only won by 10. Yep. Because if 10, like I said, if, if 10 people 10 swap people over. swap. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a very close race. And DJ Deeb was the guy who's in third. And Joyce was kind of far behind, uh, a little further behind uh, DJ Deeb. But, you know, 30 to 40 votes sway in a different direction. Right. And Joyce is on the council, yeah. and Joel Ferretra is the guy on the outside. Uh, you know, 11 votes or 10 votes, and DJ Deeb is sitting on the city council and not Joel Ferretra. So, you know, right. every vote so, does count, and there's so few people take, take 
an interest to go out and actually do the voting. Yeah, you, you know, show up to vote. Especially in local elections, that's yeah. where they count the most, right? right? If I vote presidential in Massachusetts, but you're throwing your vote away, it doesn't even matter, right? Yeah, because right? if you're voting for a Republican and you're just throwing your vote mm-hmm. away, right? Because they get all the electors. And whether I vote for a Democrat or not, that's the way it's going. Right, that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's all right. You're welcome. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for coming. Good night. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, so we were just talking about how, you know, you, the it, it was a very close election for you, Joyce. And, uh, yep, just pull that up. Uh, it was a very close election for you and had, you know, 10 to 20 people voted in a different direction. You'd, you'd be still on, sitting on the city council. Right. Uh, I, I, you th- would you ever think about running again or are you all done with all this foolishness? I don't know. I would. We'd love to have you run again. <laughs> well, I mean, there were so many, and you know, some of my opponents thinking, you know, enough's enough. She's too old. She's been there too long. Bullshit. Bullshit. My thing Excuse is, my French, but does, age means nothing. That's uh, what I say. Look at our president. Elizabeth Look. Warren's in her 70s. <laughs> Donald Trump's in his 70s. Come on. Oh, I know. it. My thing is, I've always enjoyed representing the people. Mm. And I don't have anyone working for the city. I don't have any employee that's related to me mm. on the city. So it, it isn't that I'm trying to protect someone's position, because hmm. I'm not. I just want the people to have a voice out there. You know, it, it, it's too bad that we didn't have the foresight and have you, instead of run for re-election on the council, to run for that open seat on the school committee, because I'm still, <laughs> I, I'm still reeling from the fact that you had all this controversy in the schools... And then nobody ran. I know. It's almost like the people of Methuen just don't give a shit. But look at Bob Vogler because of term limits. Right. All right? If anyone cared, I mean, Bob was there for how many years? I know. I'm not a big fan of Bob's, though. No, listen. He would tell you the way it is. Yeah. Seriously. Whether you liked it or not. Right. But he represented the kids. Yeah. He did. And the insiders. That was my big big issue. He protected the insiders. I don't like people who protect the insiders. Um. So would you think about running for school committee? Would you think about running for council again? We'd I love to have, have you. Yeah. We need we need a Joyce Campagnon yeah. on the scene. <laughs> Not just for entertainment value, but because I was saying while you were gone, you, sometimes you just blurt stuff out, whereas everybody else kind of carefully crafts their message to make it sound ambiguous, to make it sound like they're really with you when they're really not with you. And you're just very straightforward, and I love that. Because the people that I I spoke with and, you know, conversed with, Wanted to know things up front. They mm. didn't want, uh, you know, don't dance around it or, you know, use these words that we don't understand. Right. Just tell us in our own language. Sure. You know? And make it easy for the people at home to understand exactly. who, don't, who don't know the pretty language of politics. No. And there's a lot of pe- senior citizens, and not to signal them out, but not everybody has computers in that at home. Mm-hmm. They they rely on the TV and the meetings and the news that comes on the TV mm-hmm. or, or the newspaper. Right. No matter which uh, which newspaper it should be. It should Whether be the Valley Patriot. Valley Patriot. You always get the truth there. Right. Always. And it's both sides. Whether Tom agrees or not agree, right. you're gonna, it's in print. I try very, very hard to represent the other side in my paper if I have a particular view. 
Um, as, as evidenced by the fact that I offered Jim McCarty an opportunity to write for us. I know he, most of what he would write would probably be the opposite of what I think, which is why I wanted him. Yeah. I want people to pick up my paper and read as many different diverse opinions right, as possible. Right, right, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm socially very conservative. We've got a lesbian that writes for us. Who writes a lesbian column? So what's column. wrong with that? Who writes a lesbian column? They're and, American, right? And I have people calling me saying, "Wait a minute, Tom. I thought you were you 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 you, you were conservative on the social issues on gay marriage and this and that." I am, but she has an opposite opinion. I want her view in the paper. They have a right to uh, breathe and walk and <laughs> eat and talk. You know, really. And have and have a column in the Valley Patriot. Exactly. Whether whether I agree with it or not, and most of the time she writes stuff I don't agree with. Yeah. And people will call me and say, how can you let her do this? You must agree with her. I'm like, no, actually, I don't agree with her. My job as a publisher is not to publish opinions that I agree with. It's to publish as many different views as I can and, no and let the people pe- decide. And no two people agree on everything. Right. That's true. So. Listen, I don't agree with my mother on everything, right? right. I mean, you don't, I'm sure you don't agree with your husband on everything. No, that's true. Right? So. And my kids don't agree with me on everything. I, I bet. And I, I bet. bet you didn't as a child. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was the first Republican in my entire family ever. I remember the day that I signed up to vote, my mom says at the kitchen table, so there's another Democrat in the family. And I said, yeah, not so fast. And she said, T- they just call me TJ. Yeah. TJ, she says with this disappointment. She said, you, you didn't sign up to be an independent. The only people in the middle are roadkill. I mean, you, you have to take a side. And I said, I did. I signed up as a Republican and a hush came <laughs> over the room. You were born a Democrat and you will die a Democrat, she says. You were born a Catholic and you will die a Catholic. And here I am neither. Right? Converted to Judaism and now I'm a Republican. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. People don't always agree, even within families. No, but you know what? But you still uh, go to coffee afterwards. You still love each other. And yeah, there's too yeah. much of that in this in this uh, political culture now where people who don't agree with each other. I was talking about this on the political TNT show earlier today. You know, why does Donald Trump have to be Hitler? Why can't you just say I don't agree with him? Why does, yeah. he, have, why does he have to be an evil ogre? Why can't you just say I don't like his policies? And we've personalized so much. And we see this with... You know, the people who didn't like Neil Perry who are now trying to throw roadblocks in his way. How about just wait till he does something wrong if you don't like him and then go after him for what he does but wrong. Don't manufacture a scandal. No, but sometimes, and I'll do respect, Tom, it's not the candidate. It's sometimes the people behind him. Oh, yeah, and I'm right. not just saying that for no, Neil right. Perry. No, you're right. I'm talking about all candidates throughout the states. Right. You no, know? I, agree, I agree with you. So uh, the, the candidate gets blamed for everything that happens in his party. Right. So yep. that goes without saying. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So we've got about five minutes left, and I want to give you an opportunity to thank. I, I watched as the counselors all thanked each other and talked about you know, how it was great to be on the, the, the outgoing counselors. Right. And what I didn't hear from most of them was thanking the voters who put them there. Oh, I did. I, knew I, you, I know yeah. you did. And I, so I want to give you an opportunity to thank, but not just the voters, but the people who supported you, the people who helped you. I, um, I couldn't thank the voters enough, and the people that helped me. Uh, my biggest supporter, my husband. Oh, they were going to say me. See, now here I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> my husband was out there in um, morning, noon, and night doing the signs. Uh, How long have you guys been married? 50 years this <sighs> year. And it was 50 years in May. Wow. Yeah. 50 years. Right. Wow. Yeah. In... Uh, and I, I have three children, uh, two which lives here, and my daughter lives out in Vegas. So No, she's as beautiful as you are. She must be. Oh, yeah. She must be. Tom, I have to say this, and I'm going to say it publicly. 
I have two adopted children. Okay. My daughter's adopted, uh-huh. and my son, Stephen's adopted. And uh, I was, my husband and I were very fortunate to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, after 10 years, we, we had a child of our own, uh, my son Anthony. So God's been very good to us, and that's why, you know, I want to be good to the people that I can be. Right. And uh, I'll never forget that. You know, we were very fortunate to have the family we did. No. Very grateful. Now, we're going to have our annual bash, as we have every year. Yes, you, you do. haven't been to the last couple. I was no. very hurt that you didn't yeah, come. But, but I know that there was probably a bean supper that night or something that you had to get to. <laughs> no. That's when it's last year Steve was in the hospital. You're bad. I'm Two sorry. years ago, it was the cystic fibrosis oh, bean right, supper, right. which my granddaughter so now it's, has. It's so. March 27th. We want to have oh, you there. Okay. And we love, we, we, we'd love to have you. Even if I have to give you a free ticket out of pocket, we need to have you oh, there. Oh, listen, I would never take a free ticket from Tom Duggan, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that wouldn't because he'd never let us forget. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong about that. He would put it in his column tomorrow. <laughs> She's not wrong about that either. But we want to have you there. Um, I think uh, I, we... And we, I am, we, and it's always a great time. Anyone listening, really, yeah. you can't miss it. Honest to God, he, you go full boat. We you do. You really do. We do. And we, it's a great time. It is. And it's at the... Uh, Fireman's Relief. Fireman's Relief on yeah. Market Street right. in Lawrence. March 27th. And yeah. we were looking forward to having you there. And if for some reason you can't come... Please let me know, and we'll find a way to like Skype you in or something because we, we we want we want you to be there. And I'll I'll try my best. I'm going to write it down. All right, twenty seventh. All right, maybe we'll even have something for her or something. Who oh knows? no, you probably have a cold water bucket <laughs> or something. No, I don't. We just but we no, just wanted because we know she likes to buy all those raffle tickets. That's <laughs> what we're You're going to have a raffle, Tom. Come yeah, we have on, raffles or fifty fifties. We do everything. Really, and the money goes to uh, either Veterans Northeast Outreach or yeah. some of the groups that we work with, TMF. Uh, who did we give for scholarships last year? Scholarships and, are yeah. come in handy for our students, yeah. really. Yeah. It really does. We do our scholarship. One of our scholarships we used to give to a kid from Lawrence High School, and we would go through all the applications, and we would pick them. And then a couple of years ago, we had a veteran, uh, Gene Smith, great guy, Korean War veteran, said, I want to kick in the first $1,000 for your Lawrence High Scholarship, but I only wanted to go to a kid in junior ROTC. Oh. And we looked at each other and said, why weren't we doing that all along? Yeah. Because those are the kids that really, yeah. they'll, 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 yeah. they really need it, they really use it, and they'll benefit the most from it. Right. So that's, so now our Lawrence High Scholarship goes to our ROTC kids. So, um, and now did you do anything out of Methuen? We didn't do anything out of Methuen last year uh, because the president of the union did not get back to us. Uh, when Arthur Hardy was president of the union, we tried to reach out to him. He wanted no part of it for whatever reason. So we're hoping the now. Union? Yeah. So we're hoping that this year we're going to have the, the unions are going to be with us. Yeah. And they're going to, uh, what do you, what we do? I know we're a little over. What, oh, what, I'm sorry. What, that's okay. What, what, what we've done with the, uh, every, we do every scholarship different. Yeah. So what we said for the Methuen, cause people always say, well, can you do Methuen? Can you do Methuen? And it's such a busy program. And we said, well, I'll tell you what, we, we call the, uh, unions. And said, you guys give scholarships every year, and you just mail them out a check. Yeah. Why don't you guys come to our bash and, and present your check there? Right, right. And then that way we can take pictures and we can put it in the paper and the right. families with you guys and all that. So they did that for two years, and then when Arthur Hardy became president of the union, they, he wanted just no part of it. So uh, now that hopefully he's gone, uh, we'll be able to work with the unions again, and mm-hmm. we'll be able to have at least one, maybe two kids from Methuen get a scholarship this oh, year Oh, that'd at the be bash. great, really. That'd be awesome. 
Let me know what I can do to help. Absolutely. And Jessica Finnecaro, in, in, in full disclosure, she helps us. She picks the kid who gets the Great Alliance Vogue scholarship. Yeah. And she yeah. always gives it toward a Methuen kid. Right. So there are Methuen kids getting scholarships okay. at, our, at our event. Um, it would, it, we, we, we want the police to be involved too because yeah. they do great stuff and we want to highlight that. And what about the fire department? Uh, fire department, we're, we're going to have to talk to them. We'll see if we can't we can get them on board. Let me know. You know? Right, maybe we'll task you with that. You can call the fire department for us if they can In get the police. On the police, right. I will. All right. Anything you you need. We love you, Seriously. Joyce. It was so sad that you're leaving. Yeah, I was I'm rooting for you. Too. After those debates, I was rooting for you so hard. <laughs> me and Tom I, Troy, and we had oh, people out there holding signs. He's another one. You have to give him so much credit, yeah. Tom Troy and his system yeah. and all his workers. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. And I hope they call on me if they ever need I'm anything. I'm sure they will. I'm I mean sure they that, will. really. Thank but you. thank you so much for having me oh, here. you're welcome. And uh, call me back anytime. We're going to have her on on a regular basis. And I want good. my constituents up there. You'll always be my constituents. Keep my number handy. You can always call me, and I'll try to help you out the best I can. Excellent. Thank you, Joyce thank Campagnon. You. Thank you to our sponsors, Climate Design Systems, AFC Urgent Care, Marku Towing, uh, Police Superior Officers Union in Methuen, McLennan and Company Real Estate. Buy a house from those people. They help us. And, and Ron Marsan and Sun Construction. And yes. can I say Merry Christmas and Happy and Healthy New Year to all the listeners out there. And keep listening to Tom. Thank you. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home, so go home already. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.